the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. Coming to you live from our bedroom in the future. (laughs) Or is that the past or the present? Uh, Who can tell? Maybe it's all one. Anyway, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. It's the Worldview Media Podcast. I am your illustrious, illustrious, (laughs) the most illustrious. (laughs) That's not what you said. (laughs) I'm your super fantastic host. Gordon Runyon, and with me is my super fantastic co-host, who is a year older. Happy birthday. Thanks a lot. This is Joyce, wife of my youth. Is that your past? Or my future. (laughs) Can't be right now, though. (laughs) (laughs) Something's going on now. I don't know. So what are we doing today? What's the movie? We are going to talk about the movie Arrival. Arrival. How old is this movie? This was put out, I think, last year in 2017. Okay, so we may be within a year. Yeah. Okay. And like every movie in the last five years, it stars Jeremy Renner. (gasps) Is that coincidence? <laughs> he must be doing well, Mr. Renner. He's got some contract with the studio. He must. He's got to be like on, like standby for several movies. Right, oh, this was it. 2016. 2016. Yeah. Oh, boy. So it was on a break between Avengers and all the stuff. We're so. not hardly cutting edge then, 2016. Well. In May of 2018, I think we could still review a 2017 show and feel like we were kind of up to date. (laughs) Well, okay. But 2016 makes me feel like we're really behind the times. So much has changed. (laughs) We're behind the times? Or or time in general? Or is it all just about a matter of time? (laughs) Right. Well, if you haven't guessed, this movie Arrival has something to do with... Aliens! Time. <laughs> yeah. And so what's the plot of this movie? We have 12 giant alien spaceships. Are they spaceships? Don't they don't you, do look you think like, they are? I don't know. They don't look What like, else would they be? I don't know. They're alien craft of some yeah. kind. They may be like alien versions of the TARDIS. Yeah, maybe so. Because okay. at the end when they leave... Then what? Well, they don't, like, take off like the Enterprise or... Oh, they just go away? Did you watch the movie? I did, but I don't remember when they left. They are still here today. <laughs> <laughs> or was that yesterday? Or Tomorrow. <sighs> All right, so what's the basic plot? 
these aliens show up in 12 <laughs> different craft and they land at... Random spots all over the world. Right. I think they said the only thing they really had in common was that somebody had concerts at all of these places. I don't know. It was some ridiculous thing. <laughs> yeah, some joke. I forget what the line was. But anyway, so the world is thrust into a bit of a panic. There's no communication, supposedly, coming from these... Supposedly? Supposedly. There's no communication, and nobody really knows what they're up to. These craft are just kind of hovering uh, 30 feet off the ground or something like that. And they're really vertical, mm-hmm. weird-looking things. Well, not, I mean, not strange-looking, just not... They're just more like an obelisk instead of a... Yeah, it's not what you would imagine for yeah. a spaceship. And there's no windows, no lights. Yeah. And so, naturally, everybody's panicked. <laughs> there's civil unrest as people fight for People are freaking out. And supplies. And governments of the world are maybe putting on a show of trying to communicate with each other and share information, mm-hmm. but... Well, and they all have different ways of approaching the problem, and yeah. how do we move forward? How do we connect with this? Yeah. Well, so the American government's <clears throat> way of trying to connect with the aliens is to uh, procure the services of a university linguistics teacher. Mm-hmm. Is that what she is? Yeah. Anyway, she's an expert on language. And she agrees to go with them and immediately finds herself kind of... No, that's not how it goes. They want to play her a soundbite and say, what is this? What are they saying? Oh, they want her to interpret just sounds and she says she has to see them. Yeah, and they don't want to take her. They don't want to have anybody in contact. Right. Well, anyway, they work through that, and they finally take her, and another guy, Jeremy Renner's character, is a theoretical physicist, or a cosmological physicist. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's more like Sheldon Cooper, or like Raj. I don't know. He's a space dude. Yeah, okay, so... I don't know what that helps. No, so he's thinking, you know, we'll exchange mathematical equations with the aliens and communicate and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, But anyway, the linguistics girl, she's the star of the show. What's her name? Amy Characters. Adams. The actress is Amy Adams. She's Louise. 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 <laughs> and so most of the movie involves her trying to figure out how to communicate with these aliens that are not humanoid at all mm-hmm. and... They're weird, their language doesn't sound like a language, and and so there's a lot of hurdles to overcome, and and the spaceship itself is weird, and there's just a lot of weirdness, it's very scary, and uh, eventually she gets to the point of being able to communicate somewhat with them, but about this time, the Chinese and the Russian governments decide... They've had enough talking, and they're just going to attack and mm-hmm. defend their people from the aliens. And it looks like there's going to be a big conflagration, and everything's everything's just going to hit the fan. And 
right at the end, Louise kind of gets it all figured out. She's got the key pieces of information that allow disaster to be averted. Mm-hmm. Winds up changing her life significantly, though. Yeah. Well, and everybody else's, too, because the world remains. Yeah. So, what do you think overall of this movie? I think it was an interesting idea. Yeah. How they went about with the movie. Uh, they still kept it suspenseful. Yeah. Because you never knew where these aliens going to go bad. Are these like aliens we've seen in the past that want to come in and take over everything? And there was, it was, there was some real problem solving with how are we going to communicate with something we have yeah. never communicated with before. And interesting to see how different countries were supposedly approaching that task. Yeah. And of course, the big question is, ask them this question. And she said, okay, <laughs> let's talk about this question. <laughs> what are we what is your purpose here? Yeah. How are we going to define any any or all of these terms in order to get a good answer? I think I hear you saying that part of the interest was it was kind of fascinating hearing her talk about the language. challenges of yeah. language and communication. And uh, we talked about it last night and and I said that it kind of made me step back and realize the fact that anybody ever understands anybody at all is really kind of amazing when you think about all the difficulties in language Mm -hmm. and then the fact that human babies just pick it up you know just by being around it they pick it up and they can understand Mm -hmm. really pretty quickly you know they well it's not just spoken language for those babies you can teach them sign language you can i mean they just yeah so that that part was pretty fascinating. There were some interesting concepts that were developed, and I think we'll talk about those more in the next segment mm-hmm. when we start talking thematically. So it was an interesting movie. I liked the it. The movie as a movie. I'd have to say it was slow-paced. Yeah, I was just kind of... But they managed still to sustain what I thought was a sense of suspense. Mm-hmm. Some of that was Amy Adams in being able to communicate that she's legitimately terrified, you know, without mm-hmm. overdoing it. And, yeah. And so I felt like she was a good actor in that. But they did some smart things, too, in terms of <clears throat> delaying <laughs> the full reveal for what the aliens look like. Yeah. And they didn't just show all of it right away and... They kind of kept the aliens shrouded a little bit, and, mm-hmm. and and the aliens were interesting and weird looking when they finally showed up, and uh, and so I felt like they used some of that and the fact that obviously all the leaders on Earth think this is a life or death situation, and so there is a lot of tension. There's sources of drama that kind of keep things moving along. Yeah, but. The pacing really is slow. There's, it's not a action yeah. shoot them up. And then there's a scene. lot of, uh, is it forward? Is it backwards? Is it? What are all these little shifts that she has memories of? And right. and so there's, and even that was done well because we've seen some movies where they've tried to do that, going back and forth, and they just haven't 
just... kept the continuity of the film intact, okay. and you're just jumping around and going, oh, I don't know where I am. That one we reviewed a while back, that Benedict Cumberbatch one that the BBC did, mm. uh, The Girl in Time. Or... Yeah. Child in Time. Yeah. They tried to do a lot of that. I felt like I agree with you that this movie probably did that a little bit better. A little more smooth. But as with any kind of time travel sort of story, and there is some toward the end of this, you wind up dealing with kind of conundrums. And, you know, uh, she saves the world because of information that she got from the future but the only way way she was able to get to the future is by saving the world first and and so there's that circularity there and, yeah but that's part of the second half of the yeah 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 but i'm just saying you kind of run into that a lot with time travel sorts yeah. of things well this isn't really time travel per se though no, so no. it's a uh, another Another vein, another level, a little bit different take on that. So, Yeah, so if a friend of yours came up to you and said, Hey, I was thinking about watching this Arrival movie, what would you tell him? i tell him it's slow, kind of interesting. You might like it. Yeah, I think you might want to make that clear. It's not what you would probably think of as your typical alien invasion yeah. sort of thing. I think that's definitely right. And I think they do a good job of not just keeping the physicality of the aliens kind of in doubt, but, you know, maybe China's right. Maybe right up till the end, maybe yeah. China's right. And they do have bad intentions and there's no way to... Yeah, well, you don't know because everybody's, like I say, everybody's approaching this from a different perspective and how they are going to try to communicate with their specific pod or ship yeah. or craft or whatever it is yeah and so there's not a you know everybody's not doing the same thing they're not all right. coming with the same tactic that okay i'm going to use yeah. this we're right. all going to use the same stuff in order to get this moving along quicker and that and so those differences i think are interesting too all right i feel like we do have some things to talk about in terms of uh, kind of fascinating sort of worldview issues that get raised by this movie. So I think I'd give it maybe a B. Mm -hmm. It's not a great movie. I think it does have some good acting in it. I Amy think, Adams, I think, does a good job. I yeah. think some of the, especially all the back and forth with that. I think there's. It's really. Well done. <laughs> Not my type value of movie, and but all that yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, so we'll take our break and come back and talk about the things that really inter interested us a lot here. So, back in a sec. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. 
We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. back on Worldview Media Podcast reviewing the Amy Adams slash Jeremy Renner <laughs> movie Arrival here on the Reconstructionist Radio Network, which is your one-stop shop for all your dominionizing needs. Well, there you go. I knew it would show up, the shop. Uh, it has to show up. And so, talking about Arrival, and there were some really interesting concepts that I think were raised. Mm-hmm. Do you have one that you want to bring up first or you want me to start? I'll let you go. Okay, well, the one thing that had me, that started me thinking is that the movie declares at some point, or the linguist Louise declares, she somehow, I forget which I one of them says it. Yeah, but somebody Ian. somebody floats this theory that language shapes your thought almost necessarily so that if you if you as a English speaking person are suddenly immersed in a non English speaking culture such that you kinda lose your English you almost lose English altogether, you start talking and thinking in the new language. Mm-hmm. The concept was that that's going to change the way you think necessarily. And I got from that meaning you may wind up with different opinions about important topics because now you're thinking in a different language. And and so that was kind of the concept there. So I'll just float that by you. And I don't think it was different opinions about stuff, but the way that you thought about it would have a different flavor to it well i don't know i i see I well, think and that's the issue with translations right because we see that this one word in hebrew or greek has this kind of expanded view of it could mean this right. it could mean that it has a range it could, of possible meanings and so you've yeah. got especially translating from another language you've got all these these flavors that yeah. make a difference on that word. So, yeah, this word means this, but if we look at everything here, then it really means this and not yeah. that other thing because you're looking at everything with that. And and those little shifts, those little nuances, completely change the meaning of what's being said depending on which one it is. Yeah. Yeah, well... I would definitely say that there's a connection between language and thought. And I think especially it's hard to think esoteric thoughts about mm. complex topics if you don't have 
terminology in your head for those things. Mm -hmm. And so there is a way in which language facilitates thinking and, and complements it and goes along with it or may hamper it mm -hmm. if you don't have the word or something like that. So I would agree with that. But I think it's a plot point, though, that learning the new language actually gives you new knowledge. I mean, that's kind of the big reveal at the end of the movie is that as the linguist Louise has learned to speak the alien's language, now she has the alien's knowledge and she can do things that other humans can't do because she has their language in her. And I was just, I have been thinking a lot about that, that concept. Mm -hmm. And I, like I say, I do think that language and knowledge have to be connected. There, there definitely are links, but language is an outgrowth of culture. It's an aspect of culture. Okay. And language feeds into culture, but I almost felt like the movie was proposing that language or that culture is language externalized mm -hmm. and and I believe the Christian view is that culture is faith externalized or, or religion externalized. It's what you believe that makes its way into your culture. And that includes your language. Your belief is going to change what you say and how you say it. You know, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And, and so I think one of the things that the Word of Faith movement gets wrong is that they encourage people to just say the right things over and over again in the hopes that simply saying them will cause you on a deeper level to believe them mm -hmm. if, if you initially don't. And so it's this idea that this, uh, this forced repetition of these ideas will eventually change reality inside you at least, you know, yeah. change what you believe and what you think. So I'd say there definitely is a relationship between language and culture and language and thought, but mm -hmm. I think it's not the relationship that the movie posits. Well, I think faith is at the fiction. bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's an it was an interesting concept though. Yeah. That it was a different take on some stuff that most people don't think about. Yeah, and so it was a really interesting concept that as she learned the aliens language and learned to think like they think that it kind of bestowed powers on her that humans don't have. Yeah. And we've been joking around about it. One of those powers is to be able to see time in a nonlinear or almost circular way or to be able to see past, present and future kind of at the same time or coincidentally you can see all these things mm -hmm. and then at the end they were kind of mixed where uh, Louise's daughter that was lost to a disease when she was a small child mm -hmm. now when Louise sees the past it's with Jeremy Renner as the as the girl's father well, instead I of the other I think that was guy. always the future well, I know, but it's mixed because she's got her child back. And now the original dad isn't her dad, but Jeremy Renner's her dad. Did we see the original dad? No, but it wasn't him. Well, how do you know? Because they got introduced on the helicopter. 
But all the things she may have been seeing that whole time could have been things in the future, because everything else was in the future. No, she had lost her her daughter before the time wise. She had lost her daughter before the movie started. I don't know. Yes. So well, <laughs> see, that's that's the whole thing. Like Doctor Who says, it's kind of all timey wimey and and yeah. mixed up and and who knows. And and that actually was pretty interesting, but uh, kind of hard to follow at times. It was an interesting concept, seeing time in a non-linear way, mm-hmm. which I'm convinced that's how God sees time. I don't think God experiences time. Yeah. And everything, you know, he's the I am, not the I was or I will. You know, he's yeah. he's the constant Ever now. Present, yeah. And... And he sees the beginning from the end. He sees it all, all at once. And well, but it's more than just seeing like she was seeing. Oh, right. He's not a spectator. He's yeah. making it all happen. But she was seeing, and so that was. But that was interesting. And well, and then my thought is: Does anybody else really get to the point where she's at? Where she, she kind of sees all this stuff because she was doing it because all she was doing was looking at how these pictures right. work and this little dip out over here means this and this part right. means that. And and so I don't think who else was who else was going to do that. Well, could she teach that though now that she's learned the language? Well, if she, she did, for what purpose? Well, the aliens are coming back though. Right? They're going to need help in 3,000 years or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, another thing that I was thinking on was the fact that biblically the word of God lies behind all of creation. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately the agent of creation was the word, the logos, mm-hmm. who is Jesus, second person of the Trinity, but uh, not by accident that the Bible calls him the Word, who was with God and who was God. So there's a sense in which all reality then is predicated on yeah. language spoken. Mm-hmm. And so that's an interesting concept. And then to see the pagans kind of take that and run with it was fascinating. I don't agree with everywhere they went, of course, but... yeah. I don't believe but that language shapes reality, which is when, kind of the point that they're making. When we were, were making. talking about it, you know, you were saying really that God's word does come in and shift how we view things around us right. and how we then think about those things and how we uh, relate to them. And uh, and so that's interesting, too. Well, right. We were talking about mentioning the fact that there is this then a sense that as we grow more and more in the word of God, in the scripture, that that does have a shaping effect on our lives and it Mm -hmm. does change our knowledge base. And, you know, it it really does enrich us as we learn to think God's thoughts after him. Mm -hmm. That's necessarily going to change what we know and how we behave and all that. But my point was, that that will happen the same for a Christian reading a Spanish language Bible yeah. as it, as it will not, for me in an English Bible. Yeah, and it's not about, well, this, 
you know, the Spanish people, they have their own culture and that's their own deal. And it's not like the, the American Christian people because, you know, they're completely different and they believe completely different things. And, you know, no, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all the same. We're one in Christ and there's not a different levels or degrees or anything else you get when you're in Christ because everybody's yeah. there with you. Well, we kind of mentioned that the whole thing kind of seems to touch on the controversy over kinism mm -hmm. and how this movie was kind of saying maybe uh, what you believe is somewhat dependent on what language you were raised with. And the kinists kind of come along and say what you believe is is very much based on the genetics that happen to flow through your body and all that. So both of those But are, only if it's visible on your skin tone. Right, only if it changes your skin color. <laughs> Cuz there's no other way to judge other than that. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's a it's a melanin degree thing. <laughs> right. Which I guess melanin is evil. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to all the white ladies that want to get a tan. <laughs> well, they're not changing their melanin <laughs> level, though. Well, for a season they are. <laughs> does a tan mean you have more melanin? Or does it mean you're just, like, overbaked? I don't know how that works. No, because you have to have... Carmen will never turn very brown. Yeah. She just doesn't have it. Reagan can turn into a little cocoa bean if she's out right. in the sun long enough. Yeah. Jordan despises the heat, so she will never be outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so if they look like white girls, are they white girls? Until they get a tan, I See, guess. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Okay, so uh, my point with the Bible thing was that it isn't the language you're reading it in. It's the content of what's being said is that forms your thoughts and reforms your thoughts. Yeah. But ultimately, with God's Word, everything is in conformity to Him. And so, what what culture you had before, and you know, the Bible says it's not the person who's a Jew outwardly, but inwardly. Right. And so, there's never been anything about what the outside looks like, right. or being circumcised or uncircumcised, because all that's passed away. You know, we all have the opportunity to be grafted into the vine Regardless equally, without, of, yeah. Yeah, without classes or distinctions. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I felt like there were some, there were some concepts raised in the movie like that that were fascinating. Yeah. In terms of how do we really view time? And if God sees all things, if God doesn't see time linearly then maybe the challenge is for us to not see time so linearly. I mean, if we're really supposed to think God's thoughts after him, yeah. am I speaking crazy now? I, I don't know. I think we're supposed to see... Well, we're supposed to be seated... In, with Christ in heavenly places yeah. even now. Yeah. And we definitely are supposed to see the future based on what God has told us that it is. Mm -hmm. And... And I think that's the right term. The future is, not the future will be, because yeah. it's already been spoken. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of a challenge there. But there's also a lot of victory in that if you can let go of the physical things you see around you, not like 
I'm not going to stop at the stop sign, but right. all of the depravity and realize that eventually all those things will be defeated and they right. will be conquered and this will be the new heavens and the yeah. new earth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's right. So that that circular, not circular, but all in one view mm-hmm. of time, that would really highlight the temporary nature of the fallenness that we deal with. You know, because there was a, <laughs> I hate to say this, there was a time before that fallenness happened. And there will be a time after the fallenness has all been repaired. Mm-hmm. And and so we're we're not supposed to see that as dominant in time. It's mm-hmm. it's more like a a trespasser in God's time. All the sin and the fallenness and all that. Yeah. That's gonna be taken away. The parable of the wheat and the tares it's not the wheat that gets taken out, it's the tares. The yeah. tares get removed and put into the fire and burned. Not the wheat. Yeah. So. Well, I just even think with um, prophetic words where it's weeks instead of years or millenniums or, you know, that was a long time (laughs) and we're just calling it weeks or days or whatever. And, you know, that's got to be a a little bit of an eye opener that, you know, really. Yeah. 70 weeks of Daniel is really 490 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the prophets got a little timey-wimey, a little mixed up. I don't think they got mixed up. <laughs> Maybe some of the people who tried to interpret what they were saying got <laughs> yeah, mixed that's up. Right. That's right. All right, you got anything else? No, I think, like I say, it was an interesting... Yeah, it was kind of thought-provoking. It was an interesting movie and a different way to think about the impact of language and words and what those things, how they shape us. I agree. It's worth a look if you're looking for something to look at. All right. Well, if that's it, and I think it is. Just say hey, Jordan. (laughs) This is going to be Worldview Media Podcast signing out for another week. Phew. Phew. We'll be back, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. Let the creek rise. (laughs) (laughs) We need rain (laughs) here in the desert. Indeed. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.